My name is Jamie Atkinson, founder of podcastclosing.com, and this show is built for six and seven figure entrepreneurs with podcasts who are looking to grow and scale their customer acquisition using that show. If you're a six or a seven figure entrepreneur with a podcast and you want to get featured on this show to talk about your own podcast journey, go to top100interview.com. Now over to your glamorous host, Brittany Chaterbock, and don't forget to subscribe for daily interview content. Hey guys, welcome back to the show. It's Britt here today. I'm so, so excited. The guest I'm bringing on, Jennifer Potter. She is a serial entrepreneur, you guys. She's an author. She has five businesses and she's a busy mom of three. You guys, I know I kept my introduction really brief, but I think there's no better person to fill in those gaps about the journey and how she got to where she is than anyone other than herself. Welcome to the show, Jennifer. Thanks so much for coming on. I appreciate you taking the time of the day. Well, thank you so much for having me. I'm really excited to be here. Absolutely. So Jennifer, if you don't mind, I mean, you have so much under your belt um, and you have a very powerful story. So if you are open to it, if you could go ahead and start by just, you know, telling us about your journey, what brought you to where you are today? What were some of the biggest challenges that you had to overcome? I think we can start oh, there. That's a, yeah, absolutely. That's a really great question. So to get to where I am, it took a lot of years of perseverance and, you know, support from, you know, my husband and my family now, because growing up, I really didn't have a lot of support. And I know we talked about this briefly, you know, prior to the show, you know, my upbringing was really difficult. It was very, you know, hard. And growing up, I was, I was kind of always told that I wasn't, you know, I was supposed to do a certain thing, like you're supposed to go, you know, go to school, and then you're supposed to have a job. But you know, becoming an entrepreneur wasn't, you know, part of that story. And so for me, I did those things. I went to school. I, you know, I worked really hard and I had a really great job that I really loved, but there was, there was always something missing from that. And from, from that, you know, that place of missing something, I felt like I really wanted to start a business. And I really, even though I owned small businesses in the past, like I always did like these side hustles, it wasn't an actual business. So I actually started a t-shirt company uh, a few years back. And I started that t-shirt company to teach myself how to run a business and run a business successfully. And I worked seven days a week because I worked my full-time job. And then I worked on the weekends selling t-shirts. And it was an inspirational apparel company. It still exists to this day. I still own it and run it. And I actually just uh, partnered with someone on the t-shirt company in order to keep it, you know, kind of going. But from that company, I started a, a childcare company. So it's a nannying and um, a babysitting company. So, and through that company over the past three years, I think we hired and placed over 600 employees, which is incredible. Um, so incredible. Yeah. Wow. Every time I hit a milestone, I was like, oh, we have another number and the numbers are getting bigger. And I started that company as a babysitting company prior to COVID. COVID hit. I had to restructure what I was doing and the frontline workers really needed childcare providers. So I had to kind of pivot and change my business strategy. And I turned more into an agency instead of a babysitting company. And that's pretty much how my company runs now. We're an agency. And it was one of the best things that happened for my company because it allowed me to grow and change through that company. House cleaning was so imperative because so many people were home that they asked that their babysitters or nannies helped clean the house. So through that, we actually started a cleaning company within the babysitting company. It got so big that I had to separate it. So then the cleaning company was launched a few years ago as well. Um, and then from there, I realized, oh, I own several companies. I probably know a little bit about business. Um, 
And I started a business consulting company and I help people in business who have a great idea, but don't know how to move forward. If it's someone who, you know, has, they're really good at what they do, but they don't know the business side of it. I can teach them how to do it. I also do venture building, which we talked about briefly as well. It is the stepping stone to becoming a venture capitalist. So my dream is to be able to turn around and invest in companies that, you know, banks and other investors wouldn't necessarily give a shot to. So it helps them to grow within our small communities. Wow. That is incredible. Well, thank you so much for sharing. Now, what would you say during that time, you know, whether it was from when you first started, you know, your, your clothing company or, you know, the agencies, what were some of the biggest challenges that you overcame during those times? Um, we know it's a roller coaster ride entrepreneurial journey. So tell, tell us a little bit about that. The mind games. I think the mind games are the biggest ones because some days you wake up and, you know, I had to invest a lot of money in order to start my company and I had to have the support. And thankfully, when I have an idea, I looked at my, I look at my husband, I'm like, so I have another idea. He's like, oh, of course you do. And, you know, and then he'll turn around and be like, okay, what is it going to cost me? How long is it going to take for you to get a return on investment? And are you sure this is what you want to do? And I'm like, yes, I've thought it out. Here's my business plan. These are all the things. And it's why I became a consultant because I business to me like comes very natural. Creating a business plan comes very natural. Like all of these things come natural to me. And I think that's why he supports me because he sees that like I can see the profit, sustainability, feasibility. And so, you know, we've, we had to financially, we had to come up with a way for me to create all of these things. And when I first started my babysitting company, I pretty much, I mean, just like any business, right? Like you have to either take out a loan or you use your personal money. And I instantly went into debt because I had to hire a full-time employee right out the gate. I also just had a baby. So when I started, when I started my babysitting company, I, I think my son was two weeks old. Um, And that was only because of COVID. So I really didn't have a choice, but at the same time, it allowed me to grow my business and hiring people who you trust and who would, you know, are really the base of your company, I think is a really important thing to learn uh, because I think one of the biggest struggles is hiring somebody who's not a good fit for your company because you waste so much money and, a lot of people look at it as, oh, I lost so much money or I wasted so much money. And I use those words intentionally because I look at it as a learning curve and an investment. If I did this wrong or, you know, a way that cost me money, how can I do it better the next time? So it's really helped me to be more intentional when I hire internal employees as I continue to learn and grow. And in business, I have a different business model than a lot of people. As a small business owner, every person or every time I start a business, I have to hire someone else to replace me for the other company. So the person who runs my company, actually, as long as they work for me, they have shares of my company. So they become a small profit business. Like they kind of own the business while they're with my company. So our contracts are set up as if they are, you know, a small percentage business owner and it allows them more freedom, more, you know, almost like they're running their own business because sometimes people don't have the opportunity to own their own business, but I want to give them that option. And uh, moving, you know, in the next 10 years, the my growth plan for a few of the companies will actually allow people to actually be their own business owners. I love this. So you're able to, you know, replace yourself in every business um, and grow, which is so important. And when did you know that it was time to go ahead and, you know, delegate, outsource, and you were ready to grow. Cause I know a lot of the people listening, you know, some of them might be struggling with giving up that control of doing it all yourself. Right. But in order to grow, you have to do that. So tell me your thoughts behind that. 
Yeah. So that's a really great question. And, you know, being a person like me, I'm I'm super type A, I like to be in control. I have ADHD. My brain is always kind of all over the place, but at the same time, I don't like to let control, let go of control. And I think it was both personal and in business over the past few years, I really started going through this whole life change. And I had a heart attack four years ago, right before I had my son actually. And I don't know if it was, you know, the way that my life kind of changed and my thought process on the world, or if it was growth and if with age, right? Because I was a people pleaser. I feel people who want to be in control are people pleasers, right? These go hand in hand. And when I started not pleasing other people and doing the things that made me happy, I started letting go of control where I oversee everything. I delegate everything. I say, this is what I want from the top down. If it doesn't get down, we remove that person. We put someone else who's going to do the job. But I, I trust that the person that I'm hiring is going to be a good fit. And I actually step back once they're trained enough that they're doing all the things that need to get done. I give them a lot of creative leeway because then I feel like if you give somebody control and they feel as though it's also their baby, they're going to nurture it a little bit differently than someone who you're micromanaging. I don't believe in micromanaging. It's too stressful. I don't get time for that. I love that. And, you know, also it's so true, you know, if you're nurturing them, they're going to nurture you. So it's like, let them feel like that's their baby as well. And they want to take care of it and go all in, you know? Um, Absolutely. Absolutely love that. So you mentioned having a heart attack right before you had your son. And if you're open to this, tell me the thoughts and the process to getting back at, because I'm sure it was a bit of a struggle, you know, recovering from that just, and then having the child and being a mom already. Um, Tell me how yeah. it was to get back on that entrepreneurial journey. Um, because I, know I don't think I ever, I don't think I ever got off it. So right. yeah, no, that's a, that's a, that's a great thought. Um, well, thankfully I didn't have to have surgery, so it wasn't minor heart attack, but I do have a heart condition. I got diagnosed with it 10 years ago or 10 and a half years ago when I was pregnant with my daughter and I have a tear in my pericardium. So I actually get sick sporadically. It's out of my control. I never know when it's going to happen. It does make me susceptible to having heart attacks, which I'm well aware of. I deal with it in the moment. So my schedule could be super crazy and something happens. I honor my body, excuse me. And I allow myself time to rest. And then everyone who works with me, um, they usually will pick up the pieces for me while I can't work. And I just kind of tell everyone, Hey, this is what happened. We'll schedule something out in a few weeks. And I'd say 95% of the people that, you know, are on my schedule for the most part are really forgiving when it comes to that clients understand, you know, employees understand, um, I take really good care of my body in the moment. I'm not a person to stop working. So typically my laptop is on my lap while I'm in bed, though my husband totally tells me not to do it, but it makes me more relaxed. It allows me to, you know, just kind of delegate quietly. It allows me to make sure that I'm staying on top of things and then I'll just put it aside and I just kind of take care of me. But, um, you know, I think taking care of my body in the moment is really important, but then when, when, you know, when it comes up, I just kind of, I, I deal with it. And then when it doesn't, when it's not there, it doesn't exist. So I know that's kind of a weird way of thinking. Like a lot of people say, Oh, I have a heart condition. I can't do all these things. I go, I have a heart condition. I have to take precautions, but it's not going to stop me from doing all of the things I want to do. It might take me a little bit longer to do it. Like I ran the Boston marathon twice as long as it took, you know, normal people to run it, but I still did it. And so I just pay attention to my body. I pay attention to how I'm doing things. And I'm just really cautious with that, but I never actually stopped. So, I mean, I'm pretty sure after I had the heart attack, I was, it it was right around the time that I launched my t-shirt company. 
I was probably, I think I was working one of a craft fair with like a heart monitor on. I don't really stop. (laughs) You are such an inspiration. My goodness, Jennifer, like truly, thank you for sharing that with us. Now with everything going on and, and being a crazy, like serial entrepreneur and just so driven and a mom and a wife, how did you and we t- probably touched on this already a little bit, but if you want to dive in even deeper as to how you juggled it all and still came out successful and pushing, pushing and, and, and inspired to keep going, you know, that's a good I know, question. I know people listening are probably oftentimes being like, how do I, how do I have time for everything? And I love yes, that you delegated, for, but keep, yes, delegate delegation is super important and yeah. boundaries, 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 boundaries. So for me, I have three kids, right? And what a lot of people don't know is that my middle son has Tourette's. And so he adds a little extra spiciness to my schedule sometimes. And, you know, so on top of my health issues, on top of dealing with all the stuff with the kids and my personal life, right? I want to stay married. So for me, it's really important to, to recognize scheduling and time management. When I started my babysitting company, I realized that my time management skills sucked, right? Someone with ADHD, I'm like, squirrel, squirrel, squirrel. What was I doing? I don't remember. And then I go and do something else. And so I had a really hard time focusing. So what I did about four or five years ago, I started working on my time management skills. And it took a few years for me to get really good at it. But in order for me to continue to grow businesses, it's really important for me to get really intentional with my time. So I set boundaries. So for me, I only work Monday through Friday from nine to five Eastern Standard Time. That's really hard for a lot of people. It's really hard for them to understand that like my day stops at five. I'm like, just to let you know, I have a hard stop at five. And some people are like, well, I get out of work at five. I'm like, well, if you tell the doctor that you need an appointment, they stop at five o'clock and that's when they stop. And if you want to go to the doctor, you change your schedule. If you're not willing to change your schedule, then you're not willing to work with me. And I'm okay with that. And, you know, I've lost a handful of clients because of it. And it's not that I lost it. Maybe that person wasn't my client because they didn't respect my time. They didn't respect my boundaries. And for me, the reason why I work Monday through Friday from nine to five and balance all of these businesses in that time is I'm super intentional with my time. I do work earlier. And I talk about this with people too, but I'm not accessible. So like I might be up at seven o'clock in the morning or six o'clock in the morning and I might be working on my emails or I might be drafting a contract and doing stuff like that, but I'm not accessible. And then, you know, I, I have that time because I get my kids up for school. I get them ready. I get myself ready. I have my coffee. I have my breakfast. I make sure that like um, I'm able to get going. And then in the afternoon, I have three kids, right? They play sports, competitive dance. And, you know, my little one, he's kind of like, you know, he's the, the extra. So it's like, wherever I go, one of us has to bring him somewhere. If we're not coaching or driving somebody to, to a game or to a, to a competition, like this weekend, my daughter has a dance competition all weekend long. She's dancing from like eight in the morning to like 10 o'clock at night. So how am I supposed to work when I'm, when I'm paying attention to my kid, right? I work so hard and do all of the things that I do. So I could be a good parent for my kids. If I work 24 seven, I'm not going to be present and I'm not going to have an impact on my children's lives. So it's super important to me. I even put it in all my email flutters that this is when I work that, you know, work will always be there, but my kids time won't because they're going to get older and older and they're slowly going to grow up and they're going to move out of my house. Work will always be there. They'll always be there. Absolutely. And yeah, you don't get that time back. Nope. It's important to remember that, right? It is. Thanks for sharing, Jen. So Jennifer, you are also about to, you know, launch a book, um, actually three of them. Can we talk about those books? Because I think they're huge. Of course. 
and it's super exciting for you. Let's start talking about, you know, you have one that you're going to be talking about your journey in life, then your childhood, and then one for business. Yes. So let's hear about it. Yeah, absolutely. So the first one is going to be launched um, the end of summer, early fall, and that's going to be about where I am in this moment. So everything that's kind of happened over the past like 10 years or so, right? Because now that I'm in my 40s, my life is, you know, I've been around for a little bit. And so it's to talk about like pretty much, you know, from starting to have children, from starting to have business and how I got to where I am in the past decade or so. And then once, you know, once that book is out, we're going to kind of launch back to my childhood. I had a really tough childhood growing up. I did have, you know, there were some really good parts, but there were a lot of really bad parts that a lot of people don't talk about. And I always had a really hard time talking about those things, but I think it's so important that we let other people know, you know, we all come from different backgrounds. We've all, you know, had to persevere through a lot of different things and we're not a product of our environment where I came from and where I am are two completely different places, but I make sure that all my businesses are actually in that same demographic because I want people in our, you know, in our small like area to actually know that no matter where you come from, you can do anything that you want to do. And then fast forward, my third book is going to be about business and about, you know, how to elevate and get to the next level in business and how I got, you know, this is where I am and this is where I'm going. And I want people to come along for the journey. I love this. So you mentioned this is where I'm at and this is where I'm going. Why is it so important to get crystal clear as to what your vision is and where you're going? I think being really crystal clear, not just on my vision or anybody who has a vision on where it is that you want to go. I think if you already have it in your mind of this is where I'm going, you're going to get there. And it's, you know, people talk about vision boards. I myself, I have a vision board. I surround myself with the things that I want to do the most, the things that I have done and the things that I want to do. And we're in my upstairs office, so you can't see it up here, but I have almost every headband of every Spartan race that I have run um, in the past, like, I don't know, 10 years. And all of those Spartan races are all the things that I have done and I have achieved. And they always remind me of I can do anything that I put my mind to, right? Like all of those are from after I was diagnosed a heart condition. I was told I couldn't do the things that I can't do downstairs in my office at all of my, my medals and all of the things from running marathons and stuff like that to always remind myself that if you set a goal, you can achieve it. I said that I was going to run the Boston Marathon last September. I ran the Boston Marathon and we talked about this too. As soon as I crossed the finish line, I put my name in for another marathon. And, you know, you set the goal, you're going to achieve it. I have a vision board I keep in front of me. I have it on my phone. I have it in front of me in my office to remind me I'm going to hit these things. I just hit my first, um, I'm at month four, right? We just hit May 1st and I looked at it and I was like, huh, I've already achieved four things on my vision board. I need to redo this because I'm going to hit my goal soon. And I didn't think I was going to hit my goals that fast. But if you have it in front of you every single day, like I'm going to do this, I'm going to do this. You're more apt to do something. If you set a goal, you're going to achieve it. A hundred percent. Love that. Okay. So now you're about to launch a podcast, maybe in the fall after you get the books yes. taken care of. Let's yes. talk about that. What are your intentions behind it? And uh, where do you plan for that going? Yeah, so I have been so blessed to be on so many other amazing podcasts and get to meet so many amazing hosts that, you know, do these amazing things and ele- elevate other people in business. 
I feel that I want to do the same, right? I feel like um, I love connecting with people. I love elevating in business. I don't believe in competition. I believe in collaboration. So, you know, you promote me because it's so amazing and you're doing something that's really awesome. I want to turn around and I want to do the same thing. You let me talk the whole time and you ask me all the questions, but I want to know all the things about you, why you do your podcast, why you do what you do. And so like, I want the opportunity to take all of these amazing people who have helped to elevate me and put them on a platform, put them out there and say, Hey, I'm not the only awesome person out there. You need to listen to them as well. This is exciting and sharing those stories. Um, yeah, podcasts are great. And it's going to be like, do you find already before even having yours launched, that is almost like a roller, um, snowball effect really like, you know, you get to meet all these connections globally now. And, you know, people are being like, you should go on this show, this show, this show. And then people obviously are going to do the same thing coming onto yours. So, um, it's incredible. And with that being said, are, are you just going to be sharing stories or are you going to use it as another thing related to the business or any of your businesses? So I'm not actually going to use it directly for my business per se, but I I want to do it. So I'm continuing to connect with other people in business throughout the country and throughout the world. And because that's kind of, you know, how it's helped me. So as a business owner and as a venture builder and a speaker, I speak all over the country and, you know, being on podcasts have got me on so many different stages and have connected me with so many other people in business. It's actually made me a business connection of someone who may be a business partner in the future. So it's a Allowing me this opportunity to meet with some really incredible people that we may not necessarily always know about. And, you know, when I talk and I'm like, you should do this, this, you know, this, this, and this. And then I talk to someone and they're like, oh my God, I have this really great idea in business, but I don't want to talk about it. But as soon as I talk to you, like we need to have a conversation. I'm like, I'm here for it because I want people to know that there's, there's always someone out there that's going to support you. There's always someone out there that's going to, you know, be there to help you grow in business. You just have to, you just have to surround yourself with the right people. Absolutely. Jennifer, this is also great. Now, I'd like to ask this question sometimes before we jump off my episodes. Um, What is your ultimate definition of success? What does that look like to you? Because everyone's answer is a little different. Yeah, no, I success is, you know, like you said, everybody sounds different. Someone actually asked me yesterday, what was my, my definition of wealth? And I think that both of them actually, for me, have the same definition. And I think that feeling of waking up and feeling accomplished that you were doing the things that you were meant to do. So for me, success is being my true authentic self. It is waking up every day and it's being super happy about all of the things that I'm doing. A lot of people ask me, they're like, you have so much energy. How do you have all of this energy all of the time? Because what I'm doing drives that energy. When I wake up in the morning, I am literally full force all day long. And it's because I love what I do. And, you know, I've said this a a few times throughout the day yesterday and today that when you're doing something and I'm, I'm doing it visually right now, right? So when, when you're doing something that gives you goosebumps or gives you chills, when you talk about it, that's what you should be doing. That is my, that is success to me because I wake up and I'm like, I love helping people. And I want to help somebody grow in business, someone who has this great idea, but doesn't know how to do it. But then I'm the reason that they're successful. I don't really care about getting credit for it, but I look at them and I'm like, that's like my baby. Like I help them grow and, you know, or I gave them business advice and, you know, I'm watching them grow and change. And, you know, I was that person, like when I get a message from someone like, Hey, I wouldn't have left my job and been where I am. If you didn't have, have that feeling that I could do more. 
we can always do more. Some people just need like that little extra push. And, you know, I get to do that on a daily basis and that makes me really happy. So that's success to me. Success is watching other people learn and grow. And I thrive from that. I love that. That is such a great answer. You know, that motivates you that when people are doing well in their life, you know, Oh, I love that. That's a great way to put it because then that motivates you to, to keep going out there and helping more people. And I also believe in that, like, I believe the money flows and, you know, the success comes in when you're out there looking at it from a different perspective, like how many people's lives can I change today? You know, that's it. That's, I know that that's my purpose. Like my purpose is to help change other people's lives. And if I could change one, I know I've done my job, but I've known that I've changed a lot of people's lives. So I know that I'm on the right path. Absolutely. You are Jennifer. This has been absolutely amazing. And I just want to give you the the next two to three minutes to go ahead and talk about anything within those five businesses that you'd like to, or anything coming up that might be going on, uh, whether that's a business consulting and anything to do with any of those business, um, talk about that. And then also let us know the best way to connect with you. If there's anyone interested in, you know, either having you come on their show or talk to you about business. Um, just let us know the best way to reach out. Yeah, that's perfect. So I'll just start with that. So the best way to reach out to me is Jen at epic 47.com. So J E N at E P I C 47.com is the best way to get a hold of me straight, straight email on any platform. Uh, it's Jen live your best life. So I did that because every day, all my social media tags remind me to live my best life. So if you look up that I, you can find me on Instagram, LinkedIn, Facebook, Jennifer Potter. I pop right up. If you put in Jennifer Potter and Boston marathon, my name just goes all over the place. So that's that, that was new to me when my daughter Googled me, she goes, mom, I Googled you and you're all over the internet. So I thought that that was really cool. So this uh, is great. I yeah, just so put maybe, it in. <laughs> oh, awesome. Thank you. Thank you. I was so excited about it because she was so cute. And because she's like, mom, she's like, did you know that you're like, you're Googleable? And I was like, okay. And I was like, yeah, you can put me up. She goes, no, mom, I put in your name and I put in Boston Marathon. And she goes, look, I have all of these things. And I was like, oh, that's really cool. So yeah. So, so if you want to get a hold yeah. of me, I'm pretty easy to get a hold of. Uh, but yeah, so that's definitely one way. And, you know, with the thing in business that, you know, we started talking a little bit about business, but, um, things that I'm working on, I'm currently working on a mastermind right now. I do have a mastermind that's currently in session, but we're working on, uh, launching our second mastermind and it's a group of amazing people either in business work for a business or have this really great idea in business that they want to grow and elevate to the next level. I'm growing that right now. So if anyone's interested, they can reach out to me directly about that. I am in the process of rebranding across the board, which I, you know, should have done this sooner, but we're relaunching my website. We're relaunching, you know, my different brands and, you know, some, some really cool logos and stuff. So I'm really excited about all of that. But if you have this idea for a business or you, you know, you're stuck and you want to make a change and you don't know how, I would love to have a conversation. I love having conversations with people, you know, having a virtual coffee or in-person coffee with me. It's free. It doesn't cost anything. I love to connect with people. I also do um, networking. I'm part of a huge networking organization that's around the world and, you know, throughout the country. And I connect with some really incredible humans. So I have a lot of a lot of people to connect with. So, you know, if I'm not someone that can help you, I can definitely connect you with someone who can, but you know, those are the biggest things. A lot of my businesses are here locally currently in the South coast of Massachusetts. Um, 
but my venture, um, my venture building and consultant is all over the world. So if, if you know someone who just wants to have a conversation, has an idea, but doesn't know how to get started, I'd love to speak with them. So Jen at epic47.com is, is the best way. And yeah, thank you so much for having me today, Brittany. It's, it's been amazing. Absolutely. Such an honor to have you on my show today. I'm, I'm so happy you were able to, you know, get vulnerable and actually talk about the challenges along the way as well and how you powered through them um, and continue to grow every business. So uh, I, I loved all of it. And I think what you're doing is incredible. I mean, you have such an, an your mission alone, like to help other people. I love that. So you're out there helping change lives and that's so important. So I love to see that on my show. Now, Jen, I'd love to have you on again in the future, but um, you guys, anyone interested in connecting with Jen, she gave you where to find her and go reach out to her. She's got a lot going on and a lot of experience. So please reach out to her. Thank you so much, Jen. Thank you so much. Group, if you're listening and enjoyed, please like and subscribe. If you're a six-figure entrepreneur or higher and want to come on the show, just like Jennifer Potter did today to talk about the challenges, talk about what you got going on in your business, the podcast, anything like that, please go to top100interview.com. I'd love to have you on as well. Thanks, Jen. And I can't wait to read these books and see your podcast. <laughs> Bye, guys. Hey, everyone. I hope you really enjoyed that episode. As always, if you want to listen to more daily interview content, make sure you subscribe. And here's three ways I can help you in your business for free. One, check out my video on how we're building a pipeline that produces 30 plus prime sales calls every single week using podcast setters and a basic interview funnel. And this is actually how I was able to quit social media forever. You can go to podcastrebels.com forward slash setters. Two, if you're a six or a seven figure entrepreneur with a podcast, we actually want to interview you on one of our top 100 shows. Head to top100interview.com and then three, download our podcast closing formula. It shows you how to create a podcast sales team that books out your sales calendar each week using the podcast closing client attraction method. And you can go to podcastrebels.com forward slash podcast formula. Now at podcastclosing.com, we help six and seven figure entrepreneurs with podcasts create a system for predictable client acquisition without relying on paid advertising or social media by building out podcast sales teams. Now, if you want help turning your podcast into a high ticket client acquisition machine, then book a call with our team to see how we can help. Go to podcastrebels.com forward slash chat. All right, guys, we'll see you in the next interview.